contains explicit language and content that is not suitable for children. Go clean your fucking room. Welcome to Failures and Fakes, episode 23 and me. I am your uncle, <laughs> your father, your brother, and all types of relative, Cooper Nichols. And today I'm joined by the magic of reality and physics in the physical meat space by Kyle Schultz. Oh, I love meat space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys see my, my status on meat space? <laughs> I'm also joined by TJ the Tyler, the Kenny, the Nichols. I am that... I'm also, I think, joined by Parker Schultz, too. I'm inside of TJ's meat space. <laughs> As you, I don't think there's been an episode in months where there wasn't some reference of you guys fucking. <laughs> Pretty sure it's, it's once every time. It's either the intro or the outro. There's, it's either looking at dicks or touching dicks or smelling dicks. I know we've talked about you guys leaving the band. We've talked a little bit about why you guys left the band. But for our newer listeners... Your fly's down. Ah, I don't care! Kyle just killed... Oh, the crap! Drink some water, bitch. (laughs) Maybe maybe those quadruple burgers aren't doing you any favors, but... You should put in all caps that we talked about this. Have you drank water? So that people that come later... Oh, certainly. See it. Yes. I don't know if I've ever shared this on here. So I have to go get some water. Sorry. I know you're fine. I got to go for it. <laughs> I'm so leaving that in. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes. Can you make it up the stairs? Every time. It's amazing. Uh, at least he was able to get up this time. Okay. <laughs> um, we left for a lot of reasons. It was like basically from the beginning that we had, I think we had all contemplated quitting. Is that a fair assessment, Parker? Sorry, from when? From like for a a few years, like basically since we started. Yeah, I kind of got gradually. Like it started out as like, "Mm, I don't like, we don't know if we want to do this. And then it was like, okay. (laughs) After a while, I was like, yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of, Gradually got more and more. Just built up. We wanted to leave, yeah. But they want to know why. Okay, so the the day that we had decided, Parker and I had been working on doing stuff for the Handmade Tour for weeks, just running around getting a bunch of shit. I don't know if I've shared all of this, um, but I came home one night after talking to Parker and just being like, I I don't know if we can do this anymore. And I went home and I was packing up for the tour. And then dad came upstairs and came upstairs and he was like, what's wrong? And I just started crying. And I was like, I I don't know if I could do this. Like, I I don't know if I can quit, but I don't know if I can continue being in the band. Like it wasn't an easy decision. Like we make light of most stuff today because it's been so long, but it was like an emotional thing for me. And I know it was for Kyle, too, because Parker and I had decided to quit and we had talked about it. Um, But the scariest thing was, what do I do if I'm not in the ongoing concept? Like, who am I? Like, what am I going to be? Who am I going to be? So it was really scary. Yeah. Like, And I think fear is the thing that kept me from quitting prior to quitting. Yeah. Like I was afraid to quit. I was afraid of the consequences. I was afraid of who I would be without the ongoing concept. Because that was your identity. Yeah. I was TJ from the ongoing concept. Yeah. And like there was no there was no just TJ that didn't exist. So scary. I don't know, Parker, how do you feel? Well, I was never crazy about it from the beginning. So it it I don't know, it wasn't as hard as it wasn't as hard for me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually leaving. I mean, there was shitty moments during 
but it wasn't hard for me to make the decision that I didn't want to do it. What were the things that were keeping you from quitting before? Oh, I kind of felt like I needed to do it. Like I had to. In a way. Who made you feel that way? Do well, we? we did. For sure. I know, Kyle, you did kind of. And I know, I know the responsibility then was on you because you I'm are the greatest, the greatest drummer, drummer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to use your talent for the greater good. So that was... That was definitely an aspect of it why you probably felt responsible or what? Yeah, responsible to to be in the band is because you did have such good talent, I would say. Yeah. Is that how you felt? I didn't know how it would go if I wasn't drumming. But then everybody, we had tour drummers and I was like, after that happened, I was like, okay, well, obviously things are fine if I'm not playing drums. So, Did you feel that responsibility because... The band was comprised of people that you were close to, like your family? or Yeah, probably. So it was just kind of an obligation. Yeah, it felt like an obligation a lot. So what tipped it for you, Parker? What made you be like, I'm done? Handmade. <laughs> <laughs> the whole record? Um, the music videos and then getting ready for the tour. I did the, not, well, cutting the tree down sucked. Was there of course, any- I didn't do much with that. It, I guess it was everything, but mostly the music videos and getting ready for the tour. So if I hadn't decided that I wanted to quit, would you have quit with me? Oh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. Because we, we had decided years before we had quit that we weren't going to do it without each other. Yeah. Like, Parker and I had discussed that. Like, I'm not leaving until you leave, and once you leave, I'm gone. Yeah. What, Parker, was there something different about the music videos? They were hell. Handmade? Well, what, all what of them, them were hell, but the ones for Handmade were especially hell. Why? They were so much more involved than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we already more. talked about, but like the lack of, of organization really made it difficult. Yeah. Like if they would have been, if they would have been well organized, then it wouldn't have been near as, as stressful so Kyle, for you, what was what was the reason it. that you decided to quit? I was probably a lot more similar to Dawson when we started touring compared to TJ and how similar I was to TJ and Parker. I would say at the beginning of all of it, we were just kind of like two factions. It was Dawson and I were more or less on the same page. And then TJ and Parker were a lot more on the same page where they were a lot more laid back about it. And they were more there to have fun. And then Dawson and I were more about trying to save money. And somehow to, I don't know, be more successful at it. You guys took it more seriously from the start. Is that what yeah, I guess that might be a way to say it. But, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like trying to, trying to take it more seriously in all the wrong ways is what I would say. Parker, what is that? Dawson and I took it, at least I, I tried to take it more seriously in all the wrong ways. Dawson did have aspects about taking it seriously that were beneficial and good. But so, do you think that? You, that was just your perception on it. Like I took it very seriously. No, I'm not. That's that's why I didn't like the way he said that. I I think you did take it seriously, but your, but the way you went about taking it seriously was a lot different than Dawson and I's. My personality is drastically different from you and yes. Dawson, and the way that you approach things. Yes. Like I'm more of I don't know how to do this. I'm going to find somebody to do this for me because. I'm not, I don't have the skills and I know it's going to take too long to find the skills to be able to produce something that I want. And like you and Dawson are more of, I will, I will be an amateur at this forever. Like I will learn this skill. I might not be the best at this, but I will just do it just to do it. And that's not how I do things. Like I'm an editor. I, t- I find people that are good at something. And no, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I find people like Parker who are good at things. And I'm like, okay, like I can utilize your skills. Like I know y- what you're good at and I know what you're capable of. Yeah. You're an idea guy, not a... You know how to utilize me. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> so I, I just brought this out. Remember the contract we made? Mm-hmm. Because you and I... Me and TJ decided first, and then we brought Kyle on, because we talked about it. Basically, we said that if one of us quit by ourselves, the others, 
must follow the other two. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yep. So that if anybody, any, any of you left, the other two were contractually obligated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I have another term, term, ongoing concept terms of agreement. I don't, I haven't seen this. I don't think I've ever opened this since I probably wrote it and showed it to you guys. So <laughs> this, this is Kyle, right? We, we never, we never talked <laughs> about, about the, uh, about how, uh, how seriously I took, uh, getting signed and all the questions I asked our A&R. Did we talk about that? A little bit, I think. I think most of it's been off, Mike, but... Well, I'll, I'll read this. I haven't pre-read this, so we might have to cut this out. We'll see. But, um, <laughs> okay. So, the following is a formal request for a permanent change uh, in the structure, hierarchy, organization, and functioning of the band, The Ongoing Concept, hereafter referred to as The Entity. Tyler Nichols, Parker Schultz, and Kyle Schultz, hereafter referred to as we slash us, are petitioning Dawson Schultz, hereafter referred to as you, for the following. One, financial control. Following the acceptance of this agreement, you agree to give up up all access to any financial instrument used by the entity. This includes debit cards, credit cards, cash, and any other instrument used to transfer funds either manually or electronically. You also agree to legally release yourself from any financial institution the entity is affiliated with. This is to ensure that the entity is unified in all uh, of its financial decisions and that you do not make any financial decisions without the discretion of us Two, creative control 2a visual creation following the acceptance of this agreement you agree to no longer produce direct film edit or release a film pertaining to the marketing promotion perception or betterment of the entity without the consent of us if we determine the film requires so we will not give consent without a complete shot list an accurate and itemized budget <laughs> a proposed date of completion or of commencement and completion of filming, a proposed date of comm- commencement and completion of editing, and a proposed date of release. Damn. To be uh, thorough audio creation. I put audible creation. What a dumbass. In the event of any future musical projects of the entity, we reserve the right to choose where we record and whom we allow to engineer, record, produce, mix, and master the project. You agree to concede to the decisions we make about the musical projects of the entity. So that's a bit heavy-handed. That's the end of it. That's a bit heavy-handed, but that was that was a big part of it, is we were very frustrated that there was no, there was no real conversation between our wishes and our thoughts, and uh, there, was, there was no weight to that. So we had the bitch jobs a lot of times, and they weren't appreciated what we could do and did do. So I know for me, the, like the, the breaking moment was when I was real fucking tired because I'd been up for like two days straight and we had helped another band like fix a van. They had like a, something wrong with the starter relay. So me and Parker were up all night fixing this van. And then Parker and I drove to another venue, like started at like 10 in the morning to drive and, um, <laughs> And then it was that same day we did the AMA. So we finally decided to go to sleep like at noon or something like that. We drive, drove for a couple hours. There's like an hour left to drive. And we get to the venue. Dawson must have finished driving or TJ did or something. And then Dawson wakes us up to have us load in because he needs our fucking help. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we load in and the whole time Dawson's bullshitting with the other band while we had gotten like two hours of sleep. So it was it was the mentality of like, I am, you know, you could use the word like the God of the band, I guess, or like you were, you're like the, the president of the band. So you don't have to do any of that shit. You just get to deal with the big picture stuff. So that was really the biggest frustration for me. And I know Dawson's expressed a fair amount of, what's the word? Remorse? No. Well, yes, he has. He definitely has been a lot more transparent with me in the last year or so about how shitty he treated us. And he also wants to have a conversation publicly about all this too, because it really did leave a big sore spot for us for a while. And I, I would say everything is fine now. Yeah. Is that, is that how you guys all feel? Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's really no, there's really no, what's the word? I have a much better relationship with Austin now than I ever did. Yeah, I think I do too. It's a lot more healthy without having the stress of the band and like the hierarchy of of all of our relationship. You know, like we had this weird hierarchy where Dawson was like the 
the king and we were the slaves. Yeah, we it were like the like we were like the worker bees. Yeah. And like we Dawson was always like this doesn't this doesn't need to be like shit talk on Dawson for no. however long. Like this is just real. Like we were we were perceived as like the worker bees. So we would load in and we would load out majority of the gear. Like we would pack up every single night. We would be the ones doing well, I would be the one doing the majority of the driving. Like Yeah, TJ so did at least ninety percent of the driving. We were no doing, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing a lot of the the work and Dawson was getting all of the praise for the ongoing concept, which never that never bothered me. Yeah. Like in his interviews he would say, like, I write the music and I do all of this and this is all the videos. This is all me and like this is my brainchild. Which is fine. That doesn't that never never really bothered me. That never bothers you until if it's if it's just the public eye that sees that. Yeah, that's whatever. But then when you start telling like your manager that stuff and then your manager thinks that you're not doing anything in the band, that's really frustrating because He's only getting it from one source and he thinks Dawson's telling, you know, the objective truth and he's not. So that starts causing problems as well. Yeah, so. because we would run into Corey or Adam and they would be like, uh, your attitude seems like you're not really like invested in this. Like those are the conversations that we would have. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like we're doing all of this shit like like you don't i guess they just didn't see it and we weren't constantly telling them how stressed out we are about all the work that we were doing yeah so like we weren't communicating with Corey or adam our manager and our anr as a label so they didn't hear about what we were contributing to yeah or what our thoughts and feelings were which is fine yeah. Like, but, but their perception on it is we were just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what people thought. It was the lack of respect and like, I'm fine with doing work without getting any sort of praise for it. That's fine. But when it feels like I'm being condescended to, and I am, I feel less than somebody else because that's how they make me feel. Or that's how they try to have people perceive you. Yeah. That's when. I draw the line of, well, wait, what are you like? You're not telling the whole story. I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't want this to be talking shit about Dawson, but he made me feel like I was so much less than him. I was one of his worker bees. He was the mastermind behind the whole band. And that like after years of that that really just weighs on you and like completely destroys your confidence we we could sit here for 10 hours and do a 10 hour episode about what everybody did wrong and what dawson did wrong yeah i don't i know none of us want to do that um and regardless of the answers that we give like nobody's going to be happy no there's there's not enough None of you can give enough perspective to have people be satisfied and get the, I, I understand the desire for like, okay, I want gossip. Like I want the truth. Like what really happened? What really went down? It wasn't one event. No, and it was I hope definitely our not one event. I can understand that and appreciate that. It was years of a lack of mutual respect, years of poor communication, if any. Yes. Years of mistreatment and. No money. And, and <laughs> honest, no money. Honestly, it, it started long before the band because that, that hierarchy, if you want to call it that, of our, of like the, the siblings was, was there, was there to be just with. about as long as I could remember yeah. where it was, it was very much, I'm the older brother, so I know best. And, and that lack of humility that he had, for the longest time really just just slowly wore away any sort of respect I had for him and then he <laughs> didn't seem to have any respect for me in the first place so he may have but he had a terrible way of showing it so yeah and it's not gossip like the this is this was our lives yeah it's, you know it's like real. yeah it's real and like we're we weren't doing it to like that's why we never said anything cuz it's not really anybody's business yeah like we that we didn't start this podcast to talk shit about anybody, you know? I mean, we do. We do talk a lot of shit about people, but... It's more to be funny and have fun yeah. and give you fun stories and, yeah, it's not... Yeah, we bleep out names. We don't... We're not here to yeah. hurt people. And you guys were hurt. 
Everybody, everybody yeah. involved in the band was hurt by yes. Dawson definitely felt betrayed. Yeah, which and I think is. Have we even talked reasonable. about on the podcast of when we quit? I think no. you, we should do this like a total clickbait episode of why we quit. That, the, so, the title's going to be why we yeah. quit in all caps. Parker, do you want to do you want to preface this part of the story? I mean, I can say the, the day we that we officially decided. Okay, because I have it right here. Yeah, it was June 9th, two thousand fifteen. That's when we sat in my room and said, "Okay, we're doing this." Yeah, at some point, probably at the end of this next tour. Yeah. So then after we had decided to quit and we did this contract together, we went on tour and the first day we were we started driving. Dawson told us about Oh yeah, that him wanting been, to make yep. more money because we didn't do anything. And Parker and I were just sitting up front laughing because we're like, Well, we're fucking quitting, so <laughs> look, we don't have to pay attention to this. And then um in October During the it? Hawthorne tour? No, it, when we it was, quit, sorry, Norma the Norma Jean, Jean tour. Yeah, I was it like it was like now. Halloween or the day before Halloween? And Dawson was moving out, and we decided. Oh, this was I think this was in November, but yes, it might have been. Oh, it, it might have been November first. Yeah. So Dawson was, oh, was moving out it in Coeur d'Alene. Okay, you're right. Sorry, and we didn't want to do it at home or at their home, where it could blow up and just become this huge conversation. So we, we kind of ambushed him. We did. We, we were dicks about this. Like we did not handle this like adults at all. We were, we were afraid and we didn't know how else to do it. So this is what we did. He was pulling his bed in with his girlfriend at the time into the house. And we were like standing on the street, just walked up to him and we we're just like, uh, Hey Dawson, we need to talk. And I don't think Parker and I said anything. Yeah. I think Kyle, you I'm did just all like, the talking. So we decided, yeah, however long ago that we want to quit the band and we want our last show to be in Germany. So we had like two months or so where we were foe in the band. Yeah. So. We were, it was so shitty. Like, I don't see how else we could have done it. Like at the time, our mind state, like we were, afraid of dawson like we were afraid of what his reaction was going to be yeah we didn't want to say anything on tour because we had to be in a van together and we like justified it by well this gives him all of the winter to find new musicians to tour with him we didn't have any other shows lined up past christmas rock night so we were like okay we're gonna play the last show we want to make it like a baller. Like we want to fucking go to Germany one last time, you know, yeah. like it was kind of a dick move for us to be like, well, we're going to go to Germany with you, but uh, bye. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was a dick move, but that's like the best way that we saw it. We didn't, we didn't want it to be a long conversation. We just wanted to say bye. And there's never a good out, especially if you are in a, any sort of creative project with somebody there's never a convenient time. But like we you were guys, all in a toxic relationship. Like yeah. None of us were thinking straight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that we had told Corey, our manager, that we were going to quit. And it was on that Norma Jean tour. And it was, I don't know, a couple weeks before the tour ended, maybe. And <laughs> I guess he, like, cried during our set or something like that, is what <laughs> Dawson said. And then when we told when we told Dawson that we were quitting, he's like, "Oh, that's why he was crying." But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's kind of funny. I um, think telling Corey was just as hard as telling Dawson. And Corey was the one who really pushed us to tell Dawson as soon as we could, so he could get his you know the ball rolling. Um, but I remember the day that we had told Corey, he had asked if we would be willing to, um, like sit down and have a conversation about it. And I had toyed with that idea for, I don't know, like 15 minutes. Like, yeah, sure, maybe we could do that. And just the thought of... Yeah, we talked about it. We went back yeah. into the trailer and we were like, okay, should we talk about this with Dawson now and try to work things out? But we had been trying to work things out for years. Yeah, and it was it was a very... It felt manipulated whenever we tried to work anything out with Dawson, where it was, he would just say whatever he thought he had to say to, to keep us around and make us feel just good enough to keep us around. So yeah. it was, it was like, it was like you felt trapped because every time you tried to work something out, 
you have to give it its due diligence and give it a fair shot, but you can't, you can't do that over and over and over again. Sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm done. And yeah, I mean, I'm not giving you a second chance this time. We were really bad at communicating. Yeah, it is. Like we were all just terrible, you know, like Parker, Kyle and I just hung out by ourselves because we didn't want anything to do with Dawson. Yeah. Like that's really shitty. Instead of just saying like, Hey, by the way, like we don't like being around you. Instead, we just were like, okay, we're going to go hide out and just be by ourselves. It's clicky. Like, it's high school. But you guys were all young and dumb. And we didn't know how else to handle it. Yeah. Like looking back on it, we can say like hindsight, whatever. We could have done things we better. We could have done things better. But at the time, it didn't, we didn't make sense to. We, I don't think like we can like portray how actually scared we were. Like there was the fear of what are we going to do without the band? But then there was also this fear of what kind of retaliation are we going to get? Because Dawson had control of the Facebook and that like, yeah, I think, were you guys scared about that? Of like being, I didn't really care about that. If he wanted to badmouth us social media wise, I was, which I don't think he ever did, but not super concerned. It was mainly like, for me, it wasn't as big of a deal, but like, this is their fucking family. Yeah. Like that was, that was the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Is that we had to still go to Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner. And then like the whole time, (laughs) like it, it, (laughs) Dawson eats fast already, but holy shit, he would wolf down his food. And then, then he wouldn't see him the rest of the time. You know, like it was just, it was very awkward for, I don't know, six months at least. That was actually the first question we got for the show. Oh, that's right. First Reddit post we made was our family dinner's awkward now. And now they're not. Now they're not. No, now it's fine. Dawson, Dawson comes over and plays pool with me at least twice a week. Good. So sometimes it's more. But it was a long time to get there. Like we, yeah. after we had quit, we had multiple sit downs talking about how to liquidate all of the equipment, how to move on. Like we weren't sure if he was going to continue with the band. Like we had no idea what his plans were. So it was a lot of like tedious discussions of why are you quitting? Where's all the equipment going to go? How, how much money have you put into the band? What do you deserve to get back from the band? Yeah. It was a lot of those conversations and those were awful. Yeah. Like just hours sitting in your guy's living room, just so uncomfortable. Just everybody was just like, Oh, I don't know what to say. Like, we just want to go. Like, can't we just be done with this? I'm so glad we don't have to deal with this shit anymore. And it was the <laughs> like, worst. Yeah, there was so much drama. It, it's insane. It's yeah. I'm so glad it's not. It was now devastating. Like, I knew that it hurt Dawson a lot. I think we've all grown quite a bit from it. Like, we've all learned how to handle relationships a little better. Yeah. Um, but. It was devastating for all of us, but I think most of all it was devastating for Dawson because he was completely blindsided. Yeah. Because he, I think that's something that is glossed over a lot in these types of relationships in general and abusive relationships is a lot of the time the person that's doing the wrong thing or doing the most wrong or being abusive or whatever, they don't often realize it. I don't think even if you tell somebody what they're doing wrong, they might just be so delusional. And I'm not saying this as judgment towards Dawson. I've been this person where you don't understand that you're doing something wrong. You just blow it off. And the person, after they tell you what you're doing wrong, probably doesn't want to have to tell you over and over and over again, you know? Mm -hmm. And not to, not to like, I don't know, clear anybody's record. I, I just don't want people to think that Dawson was like, the devil i know that he did a lot of bad shit we all know that i'm sure you guys did some bad shit too never i mean you were all four (laughs) you were all four young and dumb but i'm glad that dawson has grown i'm glad that you all have grown from the experience of not just being in the band but of quitting the band together and been able to understand how to have healthy relationships with people it's so i i I brought this up. I'm not going to really read any of it, but um, 
the the crux i think of the issue that we had and what dawson's really had to to the horcrux (laughs) the horcrux that 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 dawson really had to deal with was his inability to deal with criticism and his lack of humility and i i'm sure that we have those crosses to bear as well but it was so toxic for the relationship we had with the band that he wasn't able to deal with anything like that. He, he thought he was the best. And if you said otherwise, you just didn't know anything. So there's no way to start a healthy relationship at there, that baseline. Yeah. There's no way to reconcile anything. Yeah. That from the beginning, that was a doomed yes. situation for and everybody so involved. The fact that we quit and we've had to go through the awkward family dinners and the year and a half or two years of, kind of friends or whatever you want to call it. And then now that we're kind of at the point where it's more or less just normal hanging out. And I've told him, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can trust you because you've broken that trust so many times. If you're just going to go back to being a shitty person again, but I have a good feeling this time. I just don't want to be like hurt again. Yeah. You're you're on guard. Yeah. I'm on guard. Exactly. So, but that's, that's was really the main issue is the fact that he wasn't able to take criticism and he didn't have, I mean, and he had humility, but he had very little of it, I would say. So, yeah. But we did, we had talks like there were three or four times where we had sit downs and we're like, okay, we need to actually talk about shit. And we did, but it never led to anything. It was like a, we all kind of owned our shit for a minute and said like kind of what was on our mind i mean we're all still walking on eggshells around each other like never actually saying what was on our minds yeah so like we were part of that problem too and then on top of that you have all of us being young and then dawson was so defiant towards any sort of like growth like, it, that's how it felt, is, like, there was never any possibility of any change. Or any because, compromise, I think yeah, is a better word. We would Only start, the growth he could see was was growth. But it was, it was the facade of growth, you know? Like, yeah. it was false apologies, because I don't think he understood. Like, we never were able to fully say, like, hey, you make me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, like we were never able to actually say that, and like I've had conversations now with Dawson where I've been able to say that. Like, yeah, you made me feel like nothing, like absolutely nothing, and like now I can say that. But before, it would have never left my lips, like ever. There wasn't any basis for that level of honesty or openness. No, and we didn't have the emotional intelligence to be able to have that conversation without it turning into any sort of battle yeah it was you're doing this and pointing fingers instead of meeting in the middle of being like very polarized this is how i feel instead of like terms of that which i know how to say now of uh, confronting an issue of this is how i feel i don't know if this is how you think this is but this is how the things that you're doing make me feel yeah because i can approach a conversation from that angle now it was more, you're doing bad things. You need to stop it instead of owning completely all of the shit that you've done. It was one-sided. Yeah. I've been that person. And also there were three of us ganging up on one person. Yeah. Of course you would get defensive. Exactly. I mean, I have been, I am, I trend towards narcissism. TJ, I, I know trend. you. I, I do. Trend no, towards I do. Narcissism. I'm, I'm inclined to narcissistic mentality narcissism is that like is that like uh dawson dawson that dawson right to some extent i'm gonna i'm gonna read the definition um i don't mm, i don't know not not like because i i am narcissistic as fuck so person who has an excessive interest or in and in or an admiration of themselves that is the I have been in a relationship where I was the narcissist, where I was the person never admitting my own wrongs, but blaming the other person. That relationship obviously is done, and there were a yeah. lot of issues on both ends, but it took ending that relationship and being away from it for a long time to understand 
where I went wrong and to see what I did wrong because I always felt like I was on guard and I was always being defensive of, no, I'm fine. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's you. And it took me a good while of being away from that to be able to look back and see. I just think your perspective on something is so different when you're in it and when you're not. And I don't think Dawson was given the chance to grow. And I don't think you guys were either. And I'm frankly, I'm glad that you guys left TOC. Yeah. Like I think everybody involved is better for it. Exactly. I think that almost every band, if not absolutely every band struggles with communication, with mutual respect. Obviously not everybody has it to this degree, but if you're stuck in a van with somebody day in and day out, I think it's also depending on your personality. Yeah. Because, Cooper, you have, um, like, especially when you were younger, you had this victim mentality of, yeah. this is everything Everything that happens to me is everybody else's fault. Like, you're yep. doing this to me. And Dawson would kind of play that, too, of, this isn't... <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, like, fuck my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything bad happens to me. Yep. Like, you, if you view, if your worldview is you are a victim of circumstance and you are a victim of other people's wrongdoing and nothing is your fault, then you can't see past that. Yeah, like there's if, no way that you can better yourself because yeah, you you're have perfect no and it's everyone else's fault. Yeah. yeah. And you don't deserve the wrongs. No, I, I am still that way a little bit, but I used to be hardcore, just victim mentality all the time. And I'm not like that at all. No. Like I'm complete opposite. Like I know when I fucked up. Yeah. Like I, even if I don't admit it to other people, I know in my head <laughs> that I'm the one that fucked up. You always admit it. What are you talking about? I feel like I do sometimes, but a lot of times more I than you used to. Yeah, I, I, I've become more self-aware. But no, it when takes you were so much work, and if you, if you're a person that sees yourself as a victim, I feel like it's so much harder for you to be self-aware because you completely lack the perspective yeah. of somebody else's problems. You never step out of that mindset. And it's always, uh, yeah, it's never, it's never, why is this happening to somebody else? It's, yeah. Why is this happening to Like me? when shit ba- that happens to me goes wrong. Like, I mean, uh, fuck, I've dealt with like tires popping on my car left and right. I don't go, why me? I go, how the fuck is this keep <laughs> happening? Like, I'm just, I'm amazed. You laugh it off. Yeah. Like, I just think it's yeah. funny. Like, I'm not like, poor me. What does this happen to me? I'm just like, what the fuck ever? I, it has to be taken care of. Yeah. It's not that big of a problem. Yeah. It's harder for me to own my shit when i know i've done something wrong it's become easier over time but it takes so much work on yourself in the toc days you were abysmally bad about yeah i could like even working with you i could tell when you knew you fucked up or when you said the wrong thing but you would never admit it but i like i'm your brother i could tell and so it was like i knew i kind of know that there was like an apology deep in you that you just didn't want to but also on tour and in the band, I was a different person yeah. than I was at home. I mean, when I first started the band, I was just terrified. <laughs> I was like, Which I don't... Is, it's reasonable. <laughs> I mean... I was, what, 16? Yeah. You guys were so young. Yeah. Did you have any of that, Parker? What? I know you... I know you He's you, been texting. He has not been listening. To yes, I'm listening. <laughs> I know. I know that you did not intend. You you never involved yourself intentionally in like the internal affairs as much as anybody else. But did you feel like your age kind of harmed your um, ability? I guess to communicate. Probably a little bit. Not not necessarily your age. I guess your just your level of maturity. Because none of you were like grown ups, like you weren't grown ass adults, but yeah. Parker especially you were super young. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> You've really only started to open up in the last couple years. Yeah, I mean, we would have we would have deep conversations, I guess, on tour occasionally, but almost always Parker was just a listener, and it would just be me and TJ talking about stuff, and Parker would be like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. You know. Um, that's still true. Yeah, still so. true. But but you, yeah, but you do have deep conversations with me occasionally, and you are you are comfortable enough with yourself 
and your opinions and your thoughts to share them. And you... Yeah, more than I was then. It's taken you a long time to get to that point. I didn't know much then. So that's also why I didn't have much part in that those types of things so strange because but that's the magic of parker it's so strange because most people it's how does that you you say that you didn't know very much but isn't it like the crux of i can't, I can't use that word again LaCroix. damn it isn't that the apex no height don't all teenagers think that they know everything so how did you think that you didn't know anything it's just it's just like a weird, i just knew i didn't know weird, a weird yeah, but also I went, it was weird because, like, silently I was like, "Oh, like they're doing this wrong, they're doing this wrong." But I'm like, "But I'm also just not good enough to do it better." Oh, you would think about that while we were in the band? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, but Parker's always been like very smart and very self-aware. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just strange that he didn't fall victim to the the narcissism, I guess, that most teenagers fall into. Well, I mean, yeah, because that's. I did for a while, and I hated it. I didn't want to be a know-it-all. You were also surrounded by people fairly older than you all the time. That helped a lot. Yeah. I hardly, and still today, I hardly hang out with people my age. Yeah. So, Parker Parker Williams is, is that like your only friend? Parker your and Angus. Oh, and Angus. And right. Hannah are probably the only three people I hang out with that Yeah, but growing up, you didn't. Outside of school, you never hung out with people. Let's just forget Cooper. No, it was just let's it was forget Cooper. By the way, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we would ride bikes. That's dude. different. We live in the same house. Okay, <laughs> I'm on the same page as Parker here, though. No, but when, yeah, when we were younger, it was the same. Yeah. Plus Cooper, because we hung out when we were younger. But but I probably would have been a lot different if I if I only hung out with people my age yeah. i think hanging out with older people helped a lot for that's me. why you were able to survive so well in the tour environment being so young is because you were used to being around people that were older yeah. than you yeah that makes probably would have been much more of a shock if it was just like bam oh here you are around a bunch of older people what they're doing dick tricks Does that, <laughs> i can't deal with that Does that even ever cross your mind though what like oh i'm the youngest person here like i never saw you as the youngest person like you were just Parker. I don't know if that makes sense. Parker is like he's ascended beyond age. He's just he's just Parker. Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, this is cool. Like they like me. They have Thigoet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like a quarter your age. Like twelve. <laughs> Parker, did the, the okay, I can ask all of you this, but this especially goes to Parker. Did the attraction from fans ever get to you? I never liked it. Like I like, I I always had issues with people coming up to me. Yeah, and like being like, "Oh, you're so good," and be like, "I don't know what to say right now." Yeah, it's like, very I'm, awkward. I'm already bad enough at talking to people that I don't know or haven't seen in a long time, and so now you're coming up to me and, and like and you're all excited, and I'm like, I literally have no fucking idea what to do right now. <laughs> Like, I saw someone from high school today, and it was, like, super awkward. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> but people that I if, that I spent a lot of time with when I was, like, younger, like, you still know them for who they are. Like, you know a lot about them. So, it's not nearly... You have a repertoire. What? A repertoire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's it's the depth of relationship. Totally different, though. Okay. Like, Parker was always afraid Pocket. of... Damn it. Sorry. People coming up and talking and being like, like fangirling out. Like you never liked that. Cause I can hold a conversation for about 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it, it suited, it suited his personality though, because he'd just be like, <laughs> okay, bye now. You would, and then he would leave, right? You were with me and there were fans around. You would stand there and like, yeah, cause out. you were doing all the talking. Yeah. But of you course. would, you would have never stood there if I wasn't there. No. Like you would have just looked. Anytime it was just me, like I talked to them for a minute or two and then I made some stupid excuse. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. I just think it's interesting to see somebody who was so young and getting so much attention. Not just like completely reject all of it, regardless of whether it's because of just like anxiety about talking to people. Like 
I would literally hear like the girls in the crowd at your shows talk about like wanting to blow you, <laughs> which is ew. I will I will say is wildly inappropriate and gross because this was when you were like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> oh <16. laughs> god. So like totally <laughs> Parker's like, why didn't I know about this? <laughs> but I remember on several occasions hearing like horny girl fans talking about that. Did did anybody ever approach you? No. <laughs> I have like, a story about that, but I don't think it was actually for me. So this girl comes up and she's like, So my friend's really nervous and she doesn't want to ask you, but but do you want to like what would you? How would how would be the the politically correct way to say, go have sex with her, go have sex with her. Fuck. No, it, didn't <laughs> it was it was like it was like it was it was PG the way she said it, but it was very obvious. Would you like, like to engage? She wants in to bone. She wants she wants to bone or she wants to get boned by you. Mm. And then and not then, very PG. And then and then <laughs> she's like, wait, actually. It may not have been you. It might be Abishai. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. I was like, married. Damn. Candy actually might have been when I was engaged. I can't remember. But yeah, it, pretty funny. I know you guys won't answer this. That never happened, right? No. No. That never happened. At least not for me. Sex, I don't see how. Sex on tour? Yeah. No. Never no, it was so gross to me. I Actually, know mom was very worried about I don't, getting an STD. I don't tweet, but I tweeted one day of like, girls, you need to respect yourselves. You're you're fucking this dude that has like two-week-old stank-ass dick. <laughs> like, why, like I, I never understood that, though. Dude, that guy has drummer dick. It, it and that's not the priority. Yeah. It doesn't take very long on tour for you to watch other bands. And see the shit that they're doing and how messy of a situation they're creating for themselves. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck would I do that? Because then they would be on their phones all day. And some girl's like, why won't you talk to me anymore? And they're like, well, I can't get this bitch to stop texting me. Oh. How dare she? It's like, well, you hooked up with her. <laughs> like, you kind of made this mess. But you guys had plenty of <laughs> offers, right? I don't think, besides the one I'm stating, I don't think I ever had an offer. Wow. I got like phone numbers, stuff like that. Not super often, but it did happen. But no, I mean, you know the people that would go to our shows. Oh, I no, I know, I know that you would not be interested. But and like, where the fuck do you fuck? Probably at their house. You just like you I curl guess. up into the bass drum. I think <laughs> I think we had a a and roll around in there a tour drummer that did do that. Yeah. But it was with somebody that he had like been with before. Like, oh, I'm in that town. He was yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know a lot of band dudes do that, where they have like a a chick in every city. Yeah, it was gross. One way to start a family. There was a tour <laughs> we went were on, and this guy, I think it was when Tinder had first came out, and he was hooking <laughs> up with like after a different girl in their van, like constantly. Gross, dude. And it wouldn't just be one a night; like it would be a couple. Oh yeah, we he talked would have about them like this. lined up. Who? Beep. Oh, um, this is different than. So the there were like a band that about. nobody even gave a fuck about, but he was he would just like put in his Tinder bio like I'm on tour, I'm in this band on tour with Hawthorne Heights, and <laughs> and he would get girls just doing that. And this guy was like a fucking grease stain. Like he yeah. just he looked like greasy. Regardless of how recently he showered. But I think maybe it's like idyllic for some people that like, oh, I'll never see them again. They're just going to be in this town for this one tour. Yeah. I mean, and as, also they're like, they're in a band. I just don't understand as the girl, like, ew, like, you know what he's doing. Yeah. You like, how do you trust somebody to say like, yeah, I'm STD free. Oh my God. I don't, I don't know. That's you got to spray down out with of Lysol, me. dude. That scares me. I just, I think it's funny because I would, at every single show, there would be like somebody talking about wanting to bone one of you. It that's, was usually TJ or Parker. That's so disturbing. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just so strange to me. Like the concept of like, hot concept, the concept of like hiring somebody, hiring as an H-I-G-H to like this level of like godlike just because they're in a band. But normal attraction becomes like this fervored, like very 
almost like a reverent thing for these people where it's like you are their goal kind of. Yeah. And I know you guys probably didn't experience a lot of that firsthand, but I heard a lot about it. A lot of the girls in my high school were like, and I've talked about this, like super horny for TJ. And there were, there would be like very blatant conversations, open conversations about that during concerts and stuff. I just don't understand the mentality. It's so not attractive. We should wrap up. Um, we never wrapped up the why you guys quit discussion, and that's probably going to be like almost an entire episode. Do you guys want to say anything to to close that? I mean, you we've we've talked about how you guys are working on new music with Dawson. Potentially, potentially, yeah, we haven't started that. You guys, yet. you guys are are in talks with Dawson about working on new music without touring or anything, without officially being in the band. So obviously, that should be a good sign to our listeners. Do you guys want to say anything else? Uh, just the fact that there was a fairly dark period and. It's not it's not a big deal anymore. Anything we say about Dawson, he knows and he understands why we feel the way we feel and it's not like we're shit talking him and we're trying to get you on our side. Because yeah, we think the majority of the problem was with Dawson when we quit the band, but hindsight's 2020 20, obviously and we know we had a lot of problems. So, anyway, just just the fact that it wasn't all Dawson's fault and we know that and Dawson knows that we take responsibility for some of it as well. And it's a very two-way street on that whole deal. And it's all been resolved at this point. So eat. So stop asking. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep asking. If we, if we put this episode out as why we quit the band and then we get questions like the next day about why we quit the band, my brain's going to, I will love that. (laughs) Please don't ask us why the boys quit the band. Now, you know, it has been talked and about. Direct new people who ask to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you tell your friend to listen to Failures and Fakes, a podcast by former TOC members, and they go, Oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Why'd they quit? Say, Okay, listen to episode 23. So they can. And me. And 23 and me. I'm it's sorry. pretty easy to remember. I don't. Were we sponsored for this one? I didn't get a check. But also, we've. 23 covered, and TOC. Okay. It rhymes. We've covered <laughs> why we quit. Like periodically throughout yeah. the whole show. This is like so. the definitive experience. This is like the director's cut. I guess. I mean, there's there's so much shit. Like we probably all should have sought therapy after we quit the band, honestly. Yeah. So like there's a lot of shit that we've had to deal with the last few years. My the dad tried. Is clear. Remember Kyle? Dad was like, we should all go to therapy. And I was like, no. <laughs> Vaguely. Oh, like maybe? as a as a family? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, I, I think I remember you talking about that. So I guess I won't like officially shut this down and say we'll never talk about this again. But we probably won't have a whole episode dedicated to why they quit the band again. So there doesn't need to be much else said. I don't think the only thing that, that could say. happen is if Dawson wants to be a guest on the podcast and yeah. we can talk about this a little more. Or people could ask more specific questions. Yeah, if there's a very feels, vague question. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to like demean the people that have messaged us. It's a little annoying, but I also I get you probably haven't heard all of our show as soon as you find us, so I get it. But um, if yeah, if anybody does have any specific questions about you know what happened that caused this to happen or whatever let us know and we can try to answer those questions. Um, it's just too much to try to give all the background to the band. And I mean, every, every tour you guys did, every show you played had something that was kind of just like another nail in the coffin for what would end up as you guys leaving. Right. Like there was, it was cumulative over oh yeah years and years and years. And it was cumulative. Thank you, Parker. Cause I knew <laughs> you were going to say that saw it in your dick. <laughs> Did you see it in his dimples? I saw it. I, I always know in his you watch, dimples. You watch the dimple. <laughs> uh, but it's just it's just like the dimple. It's just the right dimple. The left dimple's not near as prominent as the right one. Look at that deep pocket. <laughs> that deep dimple pocket. Suck on my brown dimple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So deep you can fuck it. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad that everybody is is uh, recovered from TOC. Um, we do, TJ, what you said before that we, we kind of make light of it all the time. Mm-hmm. And we do. That's kind of what this show is for, is to be like entertaining. But it was... But also it's been years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, the, the, the trauma. The Back genuine, in the day. It's not so raw. We put a condom <clears> on it. 
So this was our condom. Yeah. You have just heard our, our long condom. Um, I'm glad that everybody has grown from this situation and everybody is doing better. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, as a family, you guys have better relationships. Yeah, we're definitely all better people because of us quitting the band. Um, so, yeah, that is going to, I guess, do it for us. Is that it? That's it. Uh, I have been, well, no, that's not it. Because I have to do housekeeping. I, I I have to do the dishes. So, you know. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! If you want more of our absolute trash garbage, and hopefully the rest of the episodes are funnier than this one, uh, you can find us at failuresandfakes.com. If you want to see stupid clips that I have made, really bad animations done using uh, free animation software, well, no, free photo editing software that I jankified into animation software follow us on instagram at failures and fakes pod you can dm us there or you can send us an email on gmail or through gmail or whatever if you still use yahoo or msn or whatever uh email us at uh failures and fakes dot no contact at failures and fakes dot com you got it i got it it only took a few tries uh i i guess that's that's that i think i we have everything. a we have a website did I you, said the boob site. Did you said the boob site. I said the boob site. Yeah, you can check out our YouTube channel at failures, failures and fakes, fakes night, night mode. mode. That's failures and fakes. Did you do that? Did you do the night mode? Failures and fakes at Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter's failures and fakes. Oh yeah, I mean we post on their constantly. I've never posted anything <laughs> except for links to new episodes. I don't know how to use Twitter, and I'm not there. I'm not ready to learn yet. I don't use it either. I've never enjoyed it. Uh, I'm still in my chrysalis. I have not yet grown my wings and learned to fly, so Twitter will have to wait for a while. I have been your dad. I have been your uncle, your brother, your son, your father, your husband, your grandfather, your grandson, your granduncle, no, your great-uncle, and all other relative things. Cooper Nichols, I've been joined by the magic of meat space and reality itself, by Kyle Schultz. In the flesh. Kyle, I've enjoyed your flesh today. I have missed you a lot. Yeah, Kyle. Isn't isn't the it's word flesh home. such a good word? It is. It gets me hard. And also your presence here in the <laughs> yeah. in the flesh. Seeing your flesh, I've been pretty excited today. Yeah. I've yeah. also been joined by TJ the Tyler, the Kenny the Nichols, my brother, TJ Nichols. If you want to check out Dramatical Error, <laughs> go ahead and do that. We're covering Too Hot to Handle. Angela Cooper and I are doing that, so check that shit out. Thanks for the plug, bud. Uh, and leastly, no, not leastly. I'm <laughs> lastly. I've been joined by Parker the Schultz and his brown dimple. <sighs> yep, brown dimple. That's me. Brown dimple. Brown. Brown. Brown nipple. <laughs> <laughs> brown dimple. Brown that took a minute. Nipple. Yes. Uh, here is the song that I guess we'll sing today.
We did 23 because it's episode 23, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that right? Because I think we forgot that episode 22 would have worked better. Yeah. Do you no. guys think we can do this one in the show for the outro of this episode? Yeah, because we said 23, not 22. Is that going to be acceptable, do you think? 23 yeah. and me? Yeah. Are you just going to put this at the end? Well, our fans what we're like doing us? Right now? Uh, yeah, this was going to be the after the song yeah. segment. And Wait, it was supposed to be like... We're 23? 